So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. You know, I have to tell you, there are some people when I have on the show, I, I just, I'm besides myself. <laughs> Wait, there I am, right there by, by myself. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. And today you're going to enjoy the show. I guarantee you, if you like bold women, if you like uh, women who have guts, you know, who, who actually have courage to say what they actually mean, aren't afraid to stand up to the liberal blather that's out there in the culture you're gonna love my guest today because she rocks yeah she does so a couple of years ago i had the blessing of talking to cheryl chumley about her book the devil in dc and if you guys haven't read that book then you should go get it even though it's a couple years old you can still go get it you can read it give it as a gift to somebody because frankly i think you'll learn a lot from it and Here's the other thing. She also has another book called Police State, which is a little bit older. You should check that one out, too. And also, just so you know, and I say this all the time, uh, she is a writer over at the Washington Times. Note, it's the Washington Times, not the Washington Post. I meant compost, but (laughs) just kidding. Uh, The Washington Times is a conservative outlet. Yeah, it is. And uh, anyway, Cheryl actually tends to write some really pithy, poignant, and very funny stuff. But she gets to the point and she knows how to rile people up. Just so you know, not that that's why she's on the show, but she actually has a point of view that most of us, you know, a lot of us think stuff, but she actually has the guts to say it. So what we're going to do today <clears throat> is we're going to talk to her. She's on the line with me right now about her latest article over on the Washington Times called George Soros and his rented evangelicals, that's in quotes, outed by Christian leaders. So do me a favor before we bring her on. Do me a favor, share this out on whatever platform you're on. If you're on Facebook, you can do it there. If you're on the archive, guys, you can do it on the archive as well. If you're listening to the replay, you can also mention that you're on the replay. If you're on YouTube, you can share it. If you're on Periscope, you can share it. If if you're anywhere, you can share it. If you're on the podcast, on iTunes, or anywhere else that you're listening, on Anchor, Spreaker, wherever it is, Bullhorn, you guys can share the show. And I actually encourage you to, because as you guys know, and we're going to talk to Cheryl about this a little bit too, these outlets are totally spiking conservative and Christian content. And frankly, it's kind of like us going, hey, Hello, we're over here. <laughs> do you mind like sharing this out? Wait. So do that if you don't mind. All right. So I want to say hi to a couple of you. There's Melanie. There's uh, a couple other people in there. I just lost the thing there. Wait, there we go. Sylvia's there and Rachel and Tony. Hey, you guys, how you doing? And Mia. Hi, Mia. Superhero. Superhero paramedic. Ooh, who's going to be at my house? Hopefully in a couple of days. It's going to be super cool. And if anybody's on Facebook yet, I don't see anything here. I got to refresh the page, but we'll look at that later. But we only got a half hour with Cheryl. So Cheryl, welcome back to our show, Bible News Radio. Glad that you're here with me again. You you rock. Stacey, it's awesome to be here. Thank you so much for having me back. Well, I'm honored to have somebody of your caliber on our show. It really is an honor. <laughs> See, to me, so you're you're right. To up, say. You're, you're right. <laughs> I, up. I love chatting with you. I, I love your, um, you know, all, all your viewers and listeners. Um, I love the work that you do, putting out God's word in this dark world, which is what we need so badly. So it's always an honor to speak with you. Aw. If we were in person, I would hug you, but well, <laughs> I can't. But thank you. I appreciate it. All right, so those of you who uh, do not know who Cheryl is, and I know a couple of we have a couple of new new regular listeners who've never actually like heard Cheryl. Like 
there's Aaron and Jim that just came in. Hey, you guys, nice to see you. Um, Cheryl, tell everybody a little bit about your spiritual background, because I want people who've never heard you to know just that little piece about you, and then we'll talk about this George Soros thing. Sure. Um, Well, just really briefly, I used to be an atheist, and now I'm not. I was an atheist for the better part of my life into my 30s, and uh, now I am a bold Christian, unafraid to speak up for Jesus, and not really concerned about the political incorrectness of that nowadays. And that is the very, very short version. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know how long you wanted me to go. Like you said, we only have 30 minutes, so. (laughs) Yeah, no, hey, that's, that's good. Hey, I actually have a question. Do you think you'll ever write your testimony, you know, in any way, or is it in one of your books? Well, it's it's interesting you ask that because there's this. I, I, well, you, you know what? I don't want to get too far off topic, but this is very interesting. My my husband um, years ago, ten years ago, as a matter of fact, we just had a ten year anniversary on it, had uh, a heart attack, and uh, my husband and I have four children, and his heart attack was so bad that the doctors were telling me bluntly, in this exact same tone that I'm speaking to you right now. Uh, that he was going to die. I mean, the the exact words from the doctor was, oh, yeah, he's going to die. There's no doubt about it. And the journey that God put us on, uh, of course, my husband didn't die. That's why my voice sounds cheery uh, right now, speaking of it. But the the way God worked through my husband uh, is part of my testimony, too. And there have been so many people who have asked me and and me through my husband to write a book about what happened that I just feel sure it's going to happen sooner or later. I've already started one on a few different times, changed tactics on it a little bit. It's a little bit difficult for me to speak in the first person when I write. It it just seems very personal. Um, But once I overcome that obstacle, Mm -hmm. I think there will be a testimony out there uh, that has my name on it. Yeah, see, that's so cool. And also that offers hopefully encouragement to people who are told by doctors that so-and-so is a goner, you know. (laughs) I got to tell you, if anything else, if there's somebody out there, because somebody right now listening to you is going through some medical heartache or know somebody who is. And, you know, the doctors will tell you straight up sometimes that there's no hope. And I'm just telling you, there there is. You just don't give up hope. I don't, I don't care how insistent the doctors are or what percentages they give. Uh, it's God who has the final say on these things. That's right. I, I always say we have an expiration date on us somewhere. We just don't know where it is, and neither do the doctors. Exactly. It, That's it, quite right. It's really, really true. So... All right. So that so I praise God for that. I praise God for your testimony. It encourages me a lot. And uh, just knowing you're out there, you know, in the in the battle, so to speak, is um, it's it's awesome. I just love it. So, Uh, yeah. Hey, you recently wrote this article, though, about George Soros and his, quote, rented evangelicals outed by Christian leaders. I had like, I don't know, five of my listeners mail this thing to me. And I was like, they're like, have you ever heard? Of, have you ever heard of Cheryl Chumley? I'm like, uh, yeah, I kind of know her. Any, anyway, let's talk about it because, uh, well, well, what inspired you to write it? Because you know everybody loves George, right? Uh, yeah, he, he's the biggest enemy number one in America, it seems like, unless you're on the left or on the progressive side of things. Well, what inspired me basically is that the American Association of Evangelicals uh, put out a press release about a video that they cut uh, on recent George Soros uh, funded groups traveling the United States, basically trying to, uh, this is my interpretation of, of what they're doing, to infiltrate into the Christian base in America and to divide and conquer, so to speak. You know, you have the traditional views, the traditional biblical views, and then you have these far-left groups trying to skew biblical views to make it seem like anybody with conservative views cannot possibly uh, be doing the work of God. And so when I saw that, it's just, it's such a danger to me to think that the far-left groups are actively out there dividing the Christian people. 
uh, and, and you know from reading my book, The Devil in D.C., that I, that I write about these things in there because it's just, if you're not solid in your faith, if you don't read the Bible yourself uh, every day, or you don't go to a church that bases what it teaches on biblical views, it's real easy to get swept up in that far-left view of God that everything's about love and open the borders to all. And, you know, abortion, is no big deal. It's all about love. It doesn't matter. Well, that's not the truth of Jesus in the Bible. And I just, you know, when I when I see people lying and deceiving the public like that, I just get really passionate about pointing out the other side of the story. Amen. Well, that's why I love you. <laughs> it really is because so few people, uh, well, I can't say that. I will say that there is a segment of people in the church who, who truly don't get it. They really, they really don't. They, they have no clue that uh, people like Jim Wallace and others on the left are not biblical, number one, because they'll see him on TV and they'll go, oh, he says he's a Christian. And so they assume that he actually may be, actually be a Christian, but there's zero fruit to that. So. This is true. And, you know, the Bible teaches to test the spirits. Just because somebody comes, you know, wearing some sort of preacher robe or, or they put themselves forth as a leader of a Christian organization or a church, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, they're teaching God's will and God's words. And I just think it's so important for every person to read the Bible themselves because, you know, I, I belong to a great church, I think. It, you know, it, it, I, I think the preacher um, that heads up my church does a really good job of focusing on biblical truths. But that's not to say I, I agree with everything that he says, and that's also not to say that I think some of the uh, biblical truths he teaches are 100% true for myself and my family. You know, there are some gray areas there where the Bible doesn't speak explicitly on things. But to be somebody who puts on a Christian cloak and to denounce those in America who believe in the rule of law and, and border controls as being against Jesus's will, that's just wrong to me. Because the, the more you look at the Bible, the more you read it, the more you see that, hey, God is a law and order guy. And, you know, God was the one that created borders and created countries and put up walls and so forth and separated people by languages. So what's wrong with America uh, closing our borders? Yes. Well, and speaking of that, I mean, we recently had that big, um, what do you call it, infiltration? Is that right? Is that the right <laughs> word? Yeah. Caravan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, insane, really. I mean, really, right? I mean, any other country in the world, if if 7,000 people or however many thousands it was came in, there would be riots and people would be put in handcuffs. We would be escorted off the property. But in America, uh, you know, somehow we just let it happen. And, and then when our president, who I think, frankly, is a great president... And uh, I know that's controversial. How dare I say that Donald Trump is a great president, but right now he currently is doing really great things, in my opinion. Um, you know, when our president actually tries to protect us this way, uh, he gets nothing but vilified in the media. And it drives me crazy. Yeah, my, some in my chat room are saying they are invaders. Yeah, they're invaders. That's right. They are invaders, and and you're right. What other country in the world would would allow this to happen? And then the thing that drives me insane is when you have to go back to the George Soros thing. When you have those in the Christian element uh, denouncing. Uh, those that don't welcome an open borders. You know, it, it just reeks of hypocrisy because I would love every person that wants uh, members of this caravan to cross into America illegally, every person who applauds that, I think that they should be the first ones to open their own personal homes to at least one of these caravan members. Because if you're not willing to put your own home, your own family, and your own properties in jeopardy at risk from an element, a segment of people that you know nothing about, then you have no right to demand the nation at large do that. 
because that's what's happening here. And I agree with you. I think Donald Trump has been a remarkable president. There is no other Republican I can think of who was campaigning at the time back in 2015, 2016, who would be able to withstand the absolute uh, viciousness that Trump is standing up to and doing so well. And his whole America first type of mentality is paying off big time for the eight years of suffering that we all had to stomach under Barack Obama. <laughs> How dare you say that so boldly that we suffered? Yeah, we did. <laughs> hey, oh, big time. my taxes. Hey, I can tell you I'm suffering because of the taxes. And I can tell you that one of the things I'm really happy about is that that Donald Trump is not only bringing job, jobs back here to America, but, uh, you know, there's some little bit of tax break there for us as well. One one thing I wanted to uh, bring out, though, in this article that you wrote, talking about Jim Wallace of Sojourners, uh, mm -hmm. how how basically you exposed what a liar he is. And I, yeah, I said that pretty bluntly, but t tell us about that story, how that came out. Well, he he basically was saying, uh, you know, the lead guy of the Sojourners, which for those who may not be familiar with the group, is a is a leftist organization, a nonprofit that puts itself out there as doing the work of God, um, you know, in, in the political realm. So they favor things like open borders and and and, and whatnot. So Jim Wallace basically denied. Uh, years ago that he received any money at all from George Soros tied organizations and wow fast forward a little bit and here you are he's admitting on video that yep I guess I was wrong we do receive money from some George Soros tied organizations after all so it seems that he was a little bit deceptive there and it, it's not so much that you don't know George Soros is funding all these groups out there but the problem is why hide it? If you're not doing anything that's wrong, if you're really doing God's work like you say you're doing, why hide the funding? To me, you'd want to put it all out there. Put it on your website. You know, just just head off any types of perception about shadiness or hiding things and just put it out there so people like me don't go digging it up and pointing fingers and saying, hey, why are you trying to disguise this? So it, to me, that that's kind of a red flag. If you can't even admit that you're getting money from George Soros-tied groups, then right off the bat, you're trying to deceive and hide something. Yeah, and and you know, don't don't forget also, you know, this is an election season, everybody, and these leftist so-called believers are influencing people to vote for the wrong people. And I will say that just bluntly. And I don't know, uh, Cheryl, if, if you know this, but uh, you, do you know who John Cox is? He's running for governor in California right now. Was he a border guy a few years ago in a patriot patriot group? He he or? he is a very very strong conservative Christian man uh, believer. And uh, yeah, I believe he want he wanted to close the borders. I believe so. I'm not familiar with him personally, but... But I, I bring him up because it was probably about, I'm going to say, close to a month ago, I got a phone call from the Sacramento Bee reporter up there uh -huh. in Southern California. And he was he contacted me, and I bring this up to make a point. He contacted me because I worked on John Cox's campaign many years ago. I think it was eight, eight or 11 years ago. I think it was eight years ago. No, it had to be about 11 years ago. Was it 11, Randall? I can't remember. Anyway, it was over almost a decade ago anyway. I didn't even remember who John Cox was. But this, this reporter, he sounded like he was gay. He was calling from the Sacramento Bee up there in Northern California. And he was trying to dig up dirt on John Cox for an article that he was writing, okay? And, uh, and I'm like, who is this guy? And so I... I said I have no I have no idea who this guy is he says well he's running from for California he gave you fifteen hundred dollars and such such a year blah 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 and I go I have no idea who <laughs> I have no idea who he is right. I really had no clue who he was because it's been so long right anyway so after I got off the call with this guy I googled who he was found out he was a leftist leaning reporter bashing Trump and everybody else and hated John Cox and I go to my Google account you know my Gmail account and I put in the guy's name and sure enough I had actually worked on the I did some social media work for him all that years ago which I completely forgot about 
because uh, it was so long ago. But right. I, br- I bring that up because I just want everybody to know that, look, you know, when you're standing for what's right, those people on the left, even believers, so-called believers, will come after you and attack you and try to, you know, de- defame you. And that's what these Jim Wallace groups type do. And George Soros, in your article you wrote here, uh, and then there was this from The Blaze, that's Glenn Beck's organization. In October 2011, George Soros sends $150,000 to Jim Wallace's left-wing group, Sojourners. $150,000. Wow. Do you know what Bible News Radio or me and Cheryl could do with $150,000? We, we could do a lot. And you'd remember that, right? Yes. It wouldn't slip your mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could buy Facebook ads, Cheryl. We could boost your book, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only if Facebook would let us, though. So <laughs> I'd be like, hey, yeah, let's talk about that for a few minutes, too. What do you think of all this censorship that's happening with Christians and conservatives in social media? Yeah, I, it, I mean, every day there's a new report on this. It, there really is. And I've had a lot of people contact me about, hey, you need to write about this. You need to hit this hard and so forth. And I got to tell you, I've been a little bit hesitant because uh, I'm a very big believer in freedoms of speech. And I'm a very big believer that if you as a private business owner want to, say, donate, you know, $5 million to a candidate, you should. You, you should be allowed to do that. The only thing is that everybody else should know that you donated, that the sunshine should come on the donation end. And if you are a private corporation, you should be allowed to put out whatever you want on your social media site. You shouldn't have to have a certain number of Democrats versus a certain number of Republicans. So that's why I've been a little bit hesitant uh, to jump on this fray. But what happens is, as you and I were discussing, people's livelihoods depend upon these social media platforms. And I think if you go back under the Barack Obama administration and all the meetings that Obama had privately with like Mark Zuckerman in uh, the White House and so forth, it kind of leads you to believe that this is a concerted drive, a concerted campaign of the left to shut down and clamp conservative speech. And this is what we're seeing now. So I don't know if I go so far as saying I favor government regulation of these private corporations, but what I have suggested in the past is that Congress step in and amend some of our civil rights codes and add to it, in addition to not being able to discriminate based on gender uh, or skin color, we cannot discriminate based on political affiliation either. And so what that will happen, what will happen is you'll get people starting to sue these private corporations if they're booted wrongfully against Title VII Civil Rights Act uh, from these social media platforms. And I think in time that will lead to corporations self-regulating and self-policing to make sure that they offer uh, platforms for all political walks of life. Yes. Uh, that's sort of a long answer, and I apologize for that, but uh, that, that's kind of where I've been standing on this issue. Actually, I think that's a great answer, and I think Randall actually probably agrees. Randall, you want to weigh in on that? No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm too busy right now. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I thought he might, maybe he'll weigh in after the fact. Okay, hey, yeah, yeah that's, you're not supposed to do that to the host, but... <laughs> I just think there's got to be another way that conservatives can win this battle without calling for a clampdown on free speech. Right. You you see what I mean? Yeah, I I do. I feel like we're being boxed in this corner. Yeah, and I I actually agree with you. I think, honestly, a business should be able to accept business from who they want to accept business from. (laughs) You know, it used to be in the olden days, like when we were young, uh, that you could go into a business and they would have a sign on the front door that said, no shirt, no shoes, uh, right. you know, we're not going to no serve service. you. Yeah. And nobody yep. cried, you know, you're a homophobe or a bigot, you're a racist, you're part of the KKK, you're, you know, whatever. Nobody cried that. They, they understood, hey, this is the rules. You come to this restaurant, you need some shoes on your feet, you know, you need a shirt on. I don't want to look at your big fat belly coming in here, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh yeah, and yeah, I have to tell you, it's interesting. Let let me ask you uh, one last question because I know our time's almost up. The Kavanaugh hearings, you sat through those, I'm pretty sure of it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because 
I've heard people, I actually just interviewed uh, Dr. Gary Fraser, who wrote a book called the, I think it's called Divorcing God. And he talks in that book about two, there's two Americas and how, you know, one is basically saying, you know what, you either believe my way or else, and, they, and we're out for bloodshed. And the other one is like, hey, you know what, let's try and be tolerant and a little bit civil here. What, during the Kavanaugh hearings, what was your, what was your ultimate give, takeaway from that? Where we're oh, at. it's absolutely despicable. They, they, the, the left just lost all sanity over these hearings. You know, starting from day one with the protester after protester after protester, and then you had Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and all the the left leaning senators just dragging this guy through the ditch, and it just. It, it it may uh, the the column that I ultimately wrote uh, on it was Sons of America be, beware because if you are a mother in America and you have sons mm. if we if we're in this country at the point where all that has to happen to uh, basically destroy your son's life is to have some girl uh, point fingers and claim that she was sexually harassed by him then we are in deep deep trouble and I think that's why the backlash came because you had you had that scenario hit home to so many families to so many mothers in America that even independents were just shocked at what was taking place on Capitol Hill yes well and I can tell you I actually just had a very lengthy phone call with a mother whose son just was accused of rape uh, by and it was somebody that they know in the family and you know she's raised this boy to be respectful and not be alone and anyway they're they're extenuating circumstances but it it really brings out the point and you know and i i said this during the the hearings as well you know not all men are bad people if you're a woman you've been abused i've been abused hey i was sexually abused most of my childhood i can tell you not there are not all bad men out there and when you drag some and and here's here's the thing and i'll just end with this cheryl um when you look at a wife who has a husband who is a philanderer and a, an abuser, Kavanaugh's wife is not that person. Bill Clinton's wife is. Right. Right. Just it, saying. You know, yep, just saying. <laughs> That's a good point. And here's one real quick takeaway is that, you know, if if – we had a moral America if we had more God in the public uh, arena right now. This stu- a lot of this stuff would go away because when you have a moral, virtuous people, it, you don't have like this crazy stuff going on in teenage years and you don't have things coming back, uh, ghosts of the past coming back to bite you in the butt, uh, true or false. So it's just it all comes back to the moral compass of of the country of individuals yeah it does that's a great point all right so tell everybody where they can read your articles get your books all that site all that stuff sure um i I write every day at the washington times and i also have a website cherylchumley.com where you can find um my recent work my books and so forth or you can find me on twitter or facebook at ck chumley Amen. All right. And everybody's like super glad you were here. Oh, thank you, Stacey. So great to chat with you again. Yeah, I I love you in a non-gay way, just so you know. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, everybody. Hey, if you you guys don't know, Cheryl Chumley is a... um, the very first time I had her on, which was a couple years ago, I gotta get my headset off here. I don't need it anymore. Um, I uh, I told her I loved her in a non-gay way, and it so it was kind of a, a kind of a um, you know inside joke to those of you who've been the listeners to our show for quite some time. Anyway, so I hope you guys like that. Make sure you share that out because you know what she's she is she's out there kind of taking it on the chops like a lot of conservatives are. And, you know, I personally can't wait to see her test, hear her testimony and get it in book form because I think it's super great. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. Um, you know, and kudos to Bareface for putting up Cheryl's graphic and website and all that. And Randall rocks. What can I say? Yeah, he does. All right. So, so do you want to say something now? Um, no, <laughs> not really. It's just that 
Uh, unfortunately, you couldn't see what was going on, so okay. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, put you off camera when you were not on camera. Oh yeah, I mean, but, well, it's hard for me to know because yeah. You know, anyway. Anyway, we'll work on that. <laughs> hey, we're live streamers. We're not TV show. Okay, just so you know, live streaming people is about being live on the internet and you know things happen if you're all hung up on a perfect production then sorry <laughs> you're not going to get it here just so you know all right so i wanted to share with you guys ariel ministries is our sponsor and this is november 1st and i want to let you know we got a brand new bible study from ariel ministries uh randall put it up over on the website here's the thing you guys um, if for some reason you go to BibleNewsRadio.com and it doesn't show up yet, make sure you go back. I'm going to tell you about it anyway more than once. So this month's free Bible study from Ariel Ministries is called Satanology, the Doctrine of Satan. There you go. How's that for a Bible study to start November off with, right? So Satanology, the Doctrine of Satan, it looks like it is a 30 seven-page PDF Bible study from Dr. Fruchtenbaum. You guys can check that out and get it for free. Uh, just, you know, sign up there for the email list and you'll get it. And it covers things like the following, the existence of Satan, the origin of Satan, the fall of Satan, the personality of Satan, the designations of Satan, such as the names of Satan, which are Satan, just so you know, <laughs> Devil, Biel, Beelzebub, the titles of Satan, Day star, son of the morning, the destroyer, the prince of this world, the prince of the powers of the air, which we talk about all the time, uh, the god of this age, the evil one, the anointed cherub, the prince of demons, the king of Tyre, the king of Babylon, and then there's also the descriptions of Satan, the accuser of the brethren, the angel of light, the tempter, the deceiver, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. There are animal-like representations of Satan, like the serpent or the dragon, the roaring lion. And then it talks about the nature of Satan, the six abodes of Satan, basically where he's hang he hangs out, the work of Satan. You know, if you want to know what he does, you know, you can learn about that. Um, Satan's work in the Old Testament, like, for example, he's the originator of sin. He caused the fall of man. He was the accuser of Job. He was the afflictor of Job. He was the disputer. He accused Israel, etc. Uh, and, and, and there's so much more. So that, that, I just read you like a couple of the things in there that you guys can get, get that for free. It's like a mini book called, again, Satanology, the Doctrine of Satan. Or as I call him, the Lord of the Flies, who needs to be swatted away. The other thing, too, we want to introduce you to, in case you didn't know, Ariel Ministries offers online Bible courses. And so, hey, you know, I, I'm a huge advocate of Bible study, taking Bible courses. In fact, me and my friend Denise will be actually um, starting a small group Bible study uh, this month, I hope. I th think that's the plan, hopefully. I'll let you know for sure. And it's going to be on Zoom, and we'll be doing it uh, uh, with a precept Bible study, which will be uh, really easy for everybody to do. It'll be super cool. But anyway, Ariel Ministries has a website. It's arielcourses.com. You can go there, and you can look at the Ariel School of Messianic Jewish Studies. You can take classes like Yeshua, the Life of the Messiah, from a Messianic Jewish perspective, or you can learn about Israelology, the Missing Link in Systematic Theology, or the Book of Genesis. Uh, and there are other courses too. You can actually watch a video of Dr. Fruchtenbaum, uh, who is the founder and director of Ariel Ministries. And uh, you, I guarantee you, hands down, you have my, my guarantee. If you take one of these courses, you are going to be so armed up, you know, armored up. And you will have so much good, biblical, solid, theological understanding of scripture that it will make you more bold in your faith true story. I say this because the Yeshua study changed my life 20 years ago. And, um, I, I think that I, I think it's super cool. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's super cool that they're doing this. So yeah, get in on it, you know, give, give it as a gift to yourself or a friend or a family member or whatever. Uh, yeah. And join it because, uh, do you think they would honor the coupon code on these courses? You know what? I'm going to ask, I need to ask that. That's a good question. No. Um, 
I will ask that. The Because our coupon code is Bible News. Um, and that's for the main website. You save 20%. So let me ask. I'm going to do some research on that. And I'll, I'll let you all know. Because uh, I'm sure these, uh, uh, these courses cost a little bit of money. But they also have people who donate and help other people take these courses. So, uh, yeah. Put a one if you think that's a good idea. These cool Bible courses. I, I Personally, I think that's super cool. So... All right, and then the other thing is, um, I wanted to remind you guys, we have this little package here. It's called, I guess I'm calling it the Prayer Israel Connection, this Fearless Prayer Book here, which is a prayer book, book of prayer, why, why we don't ask, why we should. And, it, and this book from Doug Hershey, The Christian's Biblical Guide to Understanding Israel. This is his first book, Insight into God's Heart. If you guys want to support our show and get this as a little package, then $15, just donate it to our show. Say, hey, give me that Israel package. I will put this in the mail to you. It doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I will mail it to you. Uh, <laughs> so just so you know, okay? Um, and the postage is included. Okay, and thanks for that super heart. Melanie, I really appreciate it. Okay, and by the way, there's other people here too. There's Mama Gina, there's Marty, Rachel, Aaron, Oddvar's back, and Mia, and I think I just saw the Honey Badger come in, and so many more. Hello, people. All right, so that was super awesome. All right, so here's the, the thing. You know, earlier today, I was having a really, really great conversation with a friend uh, who shall remain nameless. Because, well, they don't want to be known. <laughs> and I have to tell you that I was super encouraged by it. And the reason why is because we had this discussion about God's word. Yeah, right? We had this discussion about being in God's word. And here's the thing, you know, if you're new to this show and you don't really get what Bible News Radio is about or what I'm about or what Bareface is about, um, what we're about is encouraging Christians in their faith with God uh, to walk as a daily disciple and to give you encouragement to be able to understand the times in which we live so that you can look and engage the culture from a biblical perspective. And what I mean by that is what the Bible says about a topic, Christians should be well informed about, right? The Bible talks about how we should be ready to give an answer to those who are you know, out there asking us questions. And yet we should be able to do this with gentleness and respect. Now, are, are we always, not to everybody, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, we need to be able to do that. And we need to be able to be humble people. And that's, that really is a word to, to I think, a lot of people, you know. Let me open up here. I want to open up to the book of Micah, which will just take me a second. If you don't know, Micah is in the Old Testament. And it is a minor prophet, not because he had anything minor to say, but because he was, it's a shorter book in the Old, in the Old Testament. So the minor prophets are shorter books. The major prophets, as they're called, are the bigger books, you know, like Isaiah and Jeremiah. And so Micah was a minor prophet. And here's, Here's the thing, this, this chapter in chapter, chapter six of Micah says this, and it's funny because the, the person that, you know, wrote the notes in my Bible actually titled this, this chapter, chapter six, God's indictment of his people. Okay. Now think about that. God's indictment of his own people. True story. My eyebrow itches. Don't know why that happens right now, but anyway. So it says here in verse 1 of Micah chapter 6, it says this. Hear now what the Lord is saying. I need my glasses to pull this back here. <laughs> Hear now what the Lord is saying. Arise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Listen, you mountains, to the indictment of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. Because the Lord has a case against his people. Even with Israel, he will dispute. My people, what have I done to you? And how have I wearied you? Answer me. Now imagine this, okay? Imagine the Lord saying this to you, or Israel in particular. Indeed, I brought you up from the land of Egypt and ransomed you from the house of slavery. 
And I sent before you Moses, Arian, and Miriam. This is important because Moses, Arian, and Miriam, Miriam were all prophets of the day. Yes, even Miriam was. Um, and then it says here, My people remember now what Balak, king of Moab, counseled, and what Balaam, son of Beor, answered him, and from Shittim to Gilgal, in order that you might know the righteous acts of the Lord. So my first question is, do you know, actually, what the acts of are of the Lord. Do you know what the righteous acts of the Lord are? Do you? I mean, seriously, do you know what God does? You need to know this, okay? As a Christian, you need to be a Bible reader-er, and you need to be a Bible studier-er. You can't just read it. you got to study it in order to know, to show yourself approved. That's what it says, right? But here's here's a very popular verse, and I want to bring this to back to this point. So verse 6 says... With what shall I come to the Lord and bow myself before God on high? This is Micah asking this. Shall I come to him with burnt offerings, with yearling calves? Does the Lord take delight in thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I present my firstborn for my rebellious acts, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? These are all questions that the prophet is asking. And then verse 8. He has told you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? Okay? So, what does God want us to do? He wants us to love justice. And believe me, people, there's so much injustice out there. Um, it's completely insane. He wants you to love kindness, or some versions say the word mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So let me ask you something. Moses actually was declared in scripture in the Old Testament. He was actually told that he was, uh, he, he's been declared by many to be the most humble man that has ever lived. Okay. Now, I don't know about you. But if you look at the life of Moses just for a minute and you actually um, consider some of the works that God had Moses do, do you think that it would be easy to be full of yourself and full of pride and puffed up? <laughs> I mean, think about it. Ten Commandments given to you, uh, you know, splitting the Red Sea. You know, taking on the enemy with, you know, with the, the serpent tricks, all those things. When a proud man, I mean, when it, like a prophet today, let's say there was a prophet today and all of a sudden God said, hey, you know, I want you to go out there and split, you know, the Pacific Ocean <laughs> by taking a bottle and going like this and, you know, there it is, you know, do you think that that person would be boastful and go, hey, look at me. Look how great I am. I'm so awesome. I was able to do this. God, you know, I, 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 right? No. But Moses, you know, he was humble. He was a man after God's own heart. So was Aaron. Aaron was also very humble, you know. Um, Moses actually was a stutterer. He had a problem speaking, ironically. Hmm. God tends to do that with some of us who have issues with words. It's like, hey, how do I say that? I don't know. Don't make me say it. I... <laughs> me? No, really? <laughs> no, nah. You don't want me behind a microphone, do you? <laughs> so the question is, though, as a believer in this culture, do you love justice? Do you? What? Do justice? Yeah. Do you do justice? And what does that look like? You know? And this isn't meant to be a segue, but I honestly can say that's one of the reasons I love Legal Shield. True story. I actually do. I love I love Legal Shield because Legal Shield gives everybody access to justice. You know, to do justice in America and Canada. It depends on faith. Hard to have that faith and be full of yourself, says Gina. It actually is true. But that's why I like justice. That's why I love Legal Shield because here's the thing. If something goes wrong and um, you don't have an attorney and you're accused of something, let's let's bring up this issue that we were just talking about a minute ago, you know, talking about, uh, you know, a, a, a son of yours being accused of rape. 
you know? Unfortunately, you guys, it's going to it's going to keep happening. Innocent men are going to be they will continue to be accused of things that they didn't do. And some women will too. Some women will be accused of doing things that they didn't do. And so, do you have in place something that helps you protect that, right? I mean, with Legal Shield, you get you know, you get a will, but you also get uh, unlimited counseling from, you know, law advice. And they'll tell you, hey, if you have an issue, it's covered. They'll help you out with it. But if it's not, it, then you get a 25% discount. You can't lose either way, right? So you, you have that, right? <clears throat> but love kindness. Do you think our culture is kind today? <laughs> not when I was growing up. I mean, compared to when I was growing up, our culture today is so wicked and rude, you know, I even live in Tennessee, the, you know, the, the South. And I can tell you, I have, I, as a middle-aged woman have walked into a store behind a man and the men would just keep walking and let that door hit me in the face. I mean, not even hold my door, you know, I'm serious. So it's like, you know, that might seem minor, but I can also say that I've seen mothers, young mothers teach their little boys, hey, you see that lady? She's getting ready to go in. Go run up there, honey, and open the door for her. I've seen that too. But it's got to be taught, right? It's got to be taught. Um, but the humility aspect, and this is the challenge, I think, for all of us, and this is what my friend and I were talking about earlier today. Um, in the world of social media, in the world of any type of media, but because we're here on live streaming and we're in, we're in media, there is an issue with attention competition. That's a, a phrase that was coined a long time ago. And I really like it, though, because it actually really truly depicts social media, the social media world. Um, it's all about tension. How long can you, we get eyeballs on our content? You know, does our content look perfect? Does our content have that perfect business message? Does our content, you know, draw in the right crowd? Does our content want people to give to it? Does our content, you know, look good enough to buy? I mean, there's all of this stuff and it's really, really eye focused constantly. It's dry. And it's something, frankly, that drives me up a wall because it goes completely contrary to the believer to be making themselves the center of attention, right? Let's just be honest. So there is, there is truth in what God wants. He wants us to be a humble people. He wants us to be people who are, who are honest people. And you know what that means? It means that we have to be honest with ourselves. And if God confronts you on something and you don't deal with it, let me just tell you, if you don't deal with it, he's going to continue to confront you on it. But here's the other thing. I got I to gotta say this. If you're a Christian, you call yourself a Christian, and you are never convicted about anything that you do wrong, think, or behave, or your motivations in any way, you're never convicted, you're never wrong about anything, I fear for you. Because what that tells me is that either you have hardened your heart against the Holy Spirit and his conviction, or you are so full of yourself that you think that you're the only one who has the right point of view and you cannot be corrected or challenged or ex exhorted by anybody else. That's a scary place to be. I could agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Share your thoughts. <laughs> no, that's, that's I'd like a... to take a breath. Okay, take a breath. So Brad um, says, it's good for you to have this discussion, but that headline is a little loaded, don't you think? Well, Brad, you came in at the end of the show. Uh, Cheryl, Cheryl Chumley was my guest. We talked about that the first half hour of my show, actually. And it's not a, it's not a little bit loaded. It's actually uh, the title of her article. Indeed. Sorry you came in late, bud. Yeah. You can find the article on the Washington Times over at, or at CherylChumley.com. Yes. So what are your thoughts on Micah 6-8? Well, well, just that. You know, I often, you know, when it comes to deciding whether or not to do something, after all, Hebrews chapter 5 tells us that being mature in the word, a word of righteousness, knowing it, is being able to discern from you know, just able to discern good from evil. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. 
and you know, walking in a manner pleasing to the Lord is being able to discern between uh, good and evil. And this is one of the tests I often use for myself uh, when it comes to you know whether or not I should embark on a certain action. You know, I ask myself, you know, because the the Lord has has told us what what's good, what it requires of us. Uh, to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. You know, so I ask myself, is this just? And what I'm about to do, you know, does it result in injustice to anyone? If so, then probably not a good thing to do. Not probably. It's not a good thing to do. You know, to love kindness. Is, is it something kind? If it's unkind towards someone, and there is a difference between being nice and being kind, people. Uh... <laughs> We won't get into the etymology right now, but um, being nice is being simple-minded, actually. Uh, being kind doesn't mean you agree with everyone and let them do whatever they're going to do uh, to their own harm or someone else's and just, uh, you know, go along to get along. That's not being kind. Kind is actually uh, concerned with the welfare of someone, so... Anyway, it's a sermon's worth, but you know, as a as a little test, you know, is it uh, is it kind? Does it, it the action will it result in any unkindness to someone? And of course, you know, as you're just talking about, walk humbly with your God. Um, now, you know, someone might say, well, they walk humbly with God, but they're you know prideful. And they're, you know, walk with everybody else, right. you know, in social and business aspect. I don't, I don't, anyway, there's, there's, uh, you know, uh, what's pleasing to God and what works well in life as well is to have a humility, not a false humility like, oh, woe is me and I'm, and I'm no good and I'm such a, you know, worthless wretch and I, you know, I don't deserve anything good because... But, you know, a humility, it's like, especially walking humbly with God, like, well, God, you're wrong here, or God, you don't know what you're doing here, or that's, that's not walking humbly with God. Humbly is, humbly, walking humbly with God is not my will, but your will be done. You know, I would prefer this, but Lord, you know best. And then... And then, you know, humility is just just that, being able, being teachable, uh, being able to be corrected, being able to admit that, you know, I may be wrong. So, so again, in, in uh, evaluating any action that I might take, often, it, will it create some injustice? Don't do it. Will it be unkind towards someone? Again, that doesn't mean... That had nothing with being nice and and being liked and and giving everyone you know someone they want, but actual genuine unkindness. Consult your dictionary on that. I'm not going to get into a sermon here with five minutes left. Yeah, you are. You know, you want to. But and then <laughs> and then walking humbly uh, with with God. I mean, that's um, I mean, that's pretty simple. Well, you're, you're frantically looking for something over there. I was. I was trying to find something. I will I will have to uh, look it up. But, um, but yeah, here's the thing. How can you walk humbly with God if you don't know God? And, mm-hmm. and see, this, this, is, this is really the issue, okay? I mean, let's just be honest. The people who claim that they're walking with God, but they're boasters and they're proud and they're arrogant and they're like, look at me, I'm, I'm so great and all this other stuff. Are they really walking with God? Because... Honestly, if you really know God, the more you know God, the, the more you know God, the more you will realize how unholy you are right. and mm-hmm. how wicked you really are, even as a believer. And I don't mean you should walk around going, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm a sinner. No, you're yeah. actually a saint. Right. If you've been saved, you're a sinner. And often people say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. That's true. But actually, you're a but son. But that results in you being a saint. Yeah, you're a son or a daughter of God if you are right. saved. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so your identity is not as a sinner anymore. But 
the more you walk closer to the Lord, the more you're going to be aware of your sin and how much you actually need him, right? Certainly. Even even our Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus the Christ, who was sinless, you know, no guile found his mouth, etc. Never, you know, tempted in every way we are, yet without sin... Uh, Philippians chapter 2 admonishes to have the this mind that was also in Christ Jesus and goes on to talk about his humility. If, if anyone had a right to be boastful right. or, you know, it was him, yet he took on, you know, a form of no reputation. You know, the divine put on human flesh, a mortal flesh, and suffered death, death on the cross, etc., uh, you know, gave his life, and and we're encouraged to have that same mind. Um, yes. All right, uh, that's right. Yeah, let me go ahead and look at some of the comments here. So, um, let's see here. It says here. So, Petunia fifty eight says okay. A Angie says amen. Petunia, Petunia, what's your name? I'll look up your name. Tina, Tina. Hi, Tina. Tina says teachable or brainwashable? Question mark. That's a good question, actually. Uh, I love that. Do you need money? We're, we always need money, just so you know. Uh, most pastors are boasting. Um, I w- okay, I will say this. I will say we, we got to be careful about saying most pastors. What we can say is we can observe some visible pastors who may be. But I would say the average church in America is about 100 people, maybe a little bit less than that. And I think by and large... Those little pastors or little shepherds of those little churches, they probably aren't boasters. They're they're probably just trying to get along, you know, and, and get that there. So um, anyway, and then where can I send money to you? And you saw Christ, you too know God. Yeah, we actually know God. And yes, I well, I see Christ in scripture. I've never actually seen him in person. I haven't said, hey, oh my gosh, there's Jesus. I haven't, you know. But I'm sure if that day, I will probably be on my face, right? Say all that. Yeah, I know. You said most. You said most pastors. You didn't say all. But anyway, so um, anyway, so um, yeah. So anyway, that is our thing. And Stephen, uh, I think you're back over on Facebook. I don't know. Anyway, um, so anyway, that is, that's kind of our topic, how we're going to end the show. So don't forget, if you want to do anything with us you can go to biblenewsradio.com go over to our resources page you can download the bible study we got there for free you can purchase any of the items over there uh like i said we got the fearless prayer book and the israel book uh for 15 dollars. or if you just want to donate you can donate through our paypal over there however god leads you we're appreciative of any help we get so all right so tomorrow is thursday no wait today's thursday today is thursday <laughs> Tomorrow is Friday. <laughs> yeah, it is. Unless you're in like, you know, Australia, then it's Saturday. Friday already. Yeah. Tomorrow's Saturday. So anyway, okay, so tomorrow's Friday. So tomorrow's free for all Friday. One of the things we're going to do is play that interview with, with Nathan. Yeah. Nathan. We shared this yesterday that Nathan is a young man we met at the Prophecy Conference in Oklahoma. He murdered somebody when he was six years old. Uh, because his family was masquerading as a Christian family, but really they were in the cult. And um, anyway, you're going to want to hear what this young man had to say to us. So um, make sure you tune in tomorrow. Uh, That will be part of the show. It won't be the whole show. Of course, we'll continue to do our normal free-for-all Friday stuff. So here's here's the idea. If there's a topic, a news item, or anything like that you want Randall and I to address a Bible question or something, feel free to message me on Facebook or Twitter uh, and let me know. Okay? Let Randall know. If you want to message him directly, you can do that too. And um, and yeah, let us know. We'll we'll somehow hopefully tie that into tomorrow's conversation. Alright? So you guys have a great evening. Remember, be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you.